You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. How are you doing? This has been a really highly busy week for me. It's been one of those that's a little a little high anxiety, a little high tension. I've been doing a little extra meditation, taking a few extra naps to compensate for a lot of the the excitement and the stressors that have been kind of coming along with. Um, I've just been doing a whole lot of stuff here lately. So if you can relate to that, if you've been pretty busy and you've been putting yourself out there a lot and you've been giving your A effort, then understand that I'm with you and you too should be taking those times for yourself. Go take a nap, you know, get like your favorite cozy throw blanket and curl up on the couch and just rest. Oh, I feel so good to rest. I, if you can't tell, I literally just woke up from a nap before recording this and I all of a sudden feel refreshed and rejuvenated. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about the torture of being indecisive or the torture of just being undecided. You know, it may just be like a one-off situation and how you can make decisions without all of that stress and torture. And, you know, I say like being on the fence about something is kind of like literally being on a fence. It's very, it's about as comfortable as being on a pointy pokey at the top of a fence. You know, you got to pick one side or another and, and dive in. And so I want to talk a little bit about how you can just stop overcomplicating decision making and stop making it such an energy draining process. So first of all, there is no perfect decision. Can we just get that out there and kind of come to an agreement that really right decisions, wrong decisions, perfect decisions, bad decisions, we're filled with millions and even billions of decisions, possibly even more. Like, I don't know. I didn't count this stuff up. But we're filled with so many decisions in our lives. And we're filled with so many decisions just on a just on a daily basis that we don't even think about, just little things like what to wear or, you know, what to eat for dinner, just little decisions are constantly coming around. And then, of course, in addition to that, you get you get big decisions, purchases, um, you know, life tracks that you may or may not want to take, whether or not to start a family, whether or not to, um, you know, go to school for a certain program. But, you know, there's so many different big decisions. And it takes a lot of the pressure off when you're able to sit with that and understand that there is no perfect decision. Any decision that you make, sure, is going to lead you down a particular path, but you don't know what's at the end of that path. I mean, you can you can kind of get an idea just based on other data that you've gathered, looking at other people who have made similar decisions or experiences that you've had in the past. But there's no way of knowing what other forks are going to be down that road. So basically, any decision that you make is going to send you in a direction that you still don't entirely know the result of. You don't know how happy you're going to be making one decision over another decision. So you just have to do the best 
with the information that you have at any given point. In fact, I mean, how many of you have made a bad decision, quote, you know, a decision that was probably not in in good judgment, but actually somehow along that winding road led to incredible outcomes that you wouldn't have otherwise received. It wouldn't have otherwise happened had you not made that one bad decision. And the goal of this is not to tell you just to throw caution to the wind and go out making a million bad decisions. It's just to take the pressure off because whatever decision you make today, you know, here's another point. Think about a lot of the decisions that we really toil over, that we really worry about. And when you really do stop and think, how is this going to impact me five years from now? Is this going to impact me at all five years from now, or even one year from now, or even next week? You know, a lot of the decisions that we just really stress about, and we really let it take over our mind and our body and cause us to get all tense, aren't even really that impactful on our lives in the grand scheme of things, or even in the small scheme of things. I heard this idea once that is really more related to worry But I mean, worry and decision making kind of go hand in hand. I mean, the issue with being on the fence about something is that you're worried that you're going to make the wrong decision, right? So what I heard about uh, this idea for what to do when you're worrying about something is this person said, every time you're worried about something, write it down on a little piece of paper and put it in a box and then wait a week and go and open that box and read through all of the little pieces of paper that you wrote in there that you were worried about. And I've heard people talking about this, about how that was really eye-opening because they found that the majority of the things that were written on these papers that they were worrying about just resolved themselves. Like it wasn't even anything they had to make a decision about or had to take action on. The, The worry either never came to fruition at all and it was being worried about for, you know, pointless for no reason, Or there maybe was cause for concern or something, but the whole issue just resolved itself and there was nothing that needed to be done action-wise on that person's part. You know, I mean, we do have to make decisions. And I got to say, like, a lot of times, a lot of times the decisions that are really the most toiled over and torturous are those related to money. And we have this skewed view of finances and, like, how what is worth allocating certain amounts of money to, for example, how many of you get coffee at Starbucks occasionally? I mean, maybe you do every day. I can't afford to do it every day, but I I will be the first to admit that I really enjoy a good cup of Starbucks coffee. I got me a cappuccino the other day. So let's just, I'll do some live math right here. I'm going to say that an average cup of coffee at Starbucks is $4.75. That feels right to me. Um, And let's say you're like me and maybe you get two cups per week, okay? So that brings us to $9.50 per week. We're looking at four weeks in a month. So $38 a month that's being spent on Starbucks if you drink similar to me. And to be honest, I I don't even get Starbucks twice a week. Usually, occasionally I do. Most times it's more like a once a week treat for myself. But I mean, I know people who it's part of their morning routine. So they're spending way more than this. But when it comes to, you know, making a big decision, like getting the car that you really want that you're going to be paying on for the next five years versus getting a car that's fine, you know, but it's $40 a month cheaper. That's $40 a month. 
When you like put this into perspective of the how much happiness you're going to have having the thing that you truly want with the features that you really want versus the thing that you're not super excited about that's going to sit in your garage and whatever, you know, or a house, you know, you're going to look at a house, but you're looking at, you know, the tens of dollars of difference between one place that's going to be your home that you're truly in love with and the other place that's still nice, but it's going to end up saving you, you know, maybe $50 a month. We just, we focus so intensely when it's a bigger decision than we do when it's just a little spur of the moment decision. Um, And that's not even exactly what we're talking about here today, but it definitely does relate because one of the biggest things that we tend to be on the fence about is those bigger purchases that, you know, that, that seem like such a large amount because you're seeing it in one lump sum versus looking at the little things that you're buying every single day. So what do you do with any of these big decisions? Here's another one that I can think of, relationships. If you're not married, if you're out in the dating world, there's so much indecisiveness when it comes to dating. I've talked to a lot of you know my girlfriends who are still single and this whole decision of, well, you know, am I making a bad decision if I don't stay with this person? You know, is it really something that's wrong with me? Um, Am I being premature? And there's just so much back and forth and so much second guessing with these decisions when intuitively, like you can tell just by the words that they're using, this isn't the relationship for you. You're not fully invested. You're not fully into it, you know. Um, But we, we, ignore our intuition and listen more to our brain as our brain tries to analyze and break down and find where there's a problem with us or where there's a problem with this decision to where it becomes such a big insurmountable choice that you're stuck up on this uncomfortable fence. So moving on, what do you do about it? Do you call and talk to a girlfriend or your mom or your husband or do you talk to somebody about it like do you do you tend to rely on other people to help you make these decisions um, here's my take on talking it out I believe that we really need to lean more into our own intuition than somebody else's intuition when it comes to our own decisions however I definitely enjoy talking things out with people who I truly trust. So I personally believe that using talking things out as a tool is totally healthy. It's a great way for you to get things out of your head into words verbally where you may not have even heard yourself say something or may not have even realized that you are thinking something because it's been bottled up in your head. And talking things out can really help to release that kind of like journaling, writing things out can help to express and even show you what's been already going on in your head that you may not have realized. So you know, either of those I think is great for helping to land somewhere and feel really good about your decision. Um, So talking it out, getting advice from others, I would say again, is great to use as a tool for connecting to what's actually right for you, not necessarily to avoid being the maker of your own decisions, because that's that's releasing your power and giving it giving it to somebody else who doesn't even know what's right for you. You know, they don't feel what you feel. They don't experience what you experience. You're your own unique being. So I'm going to tell you something that is absolutely the truth. And that is that nothing is absolute. That means that you can look at data all day long, 
And somebody could take that data and tweak it and rearrange it to make whatever appears to be right initially looking at that data to make it completely wrong. You know, you can have a belief and have that belief totally discredited by somebody who comes in with new facts and lays those down. Nothing is absolute. What, whatever you think that you know, everything that you think that you know for certain, it's not really absolute. Now, there are a couple of rules of nature, rules of the world that we rely on, like basic math, you know, like if you're making a decision, for example, to buy a new car and you look at your bank account and your bank account says you have $150 in it, well, yeah, that's definitely really good information for you to use to inform yourself on making that decision. But when it's a little more ambiguous, having that core understanding that nothing is really absolute and nobody really knows what the hell is going to happen and everything, you know, I mean, that's the beauty of the world, right? Having that understanding leaves you with what I'm going to share to be, I believe, the best method to go about decision making. And, that, and again, this is if you don't have very solid facts in your face saying, whoa, you can't you can't do this. You can't buy a new car right now because you have $150 and no job. Okay. So once we get past that hurdle of hello, Mr. Obvious, and we're trying to make decisions that really are toiling, torturous decisions that we just can't make, this is the best method to go about it. And I um, got the inspiration for this method from something that I learned from Kate Northrup years ago. So the best way to make any decision is really to, like I said before, connect to your intuition. But a lot of people hear that and they're like, what does that even mean? You know, like just do what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. That's why this is a torturous decision. So I'm going to go through this process of how to really connect to your intuition and how to read your body and kind of read yourself, connect to yourself and decide what it is that you truly want on more of an internal level, instead of this whole scatterbrained frenzy, jumping around, asking so and so asking so and so making a list, you know, all of that stuff. This is a slower and more effective process for decision making. So here's what you want to do. Step number one is you want to sit down somewhere that is quiet and peaceful. You want to get away from people, find a spot that's peaceful. For me, I personally really like a spot if it's daytime um, where some sunlight is shining in. I feel a lot more connected and um, and optimistic. I feel like, I don't know, I just get more clarity when I have some sunlight shining on me. But wherever you can find a spot that's peaceful, sit down. Okay, we're looking at like a meditation type stance, whether you meditate or whether you don't, doesn't really matter. You can still do this exercise. Sit down, sit up tall, relax your shoulders back, and take three very slow, very deep breaths. Maybe even hold the breath in at the top for a second and just clear your mind. Okay, so you're just taking some deep breaths. You're filling your body with what it needs in order to feel calm so that it actually can get connected to itself and not and get out of that whole response mode where it's just firing at outside stimuli. Okay, relaxing, relaxing those shoulders down your back and just getting peaceful and clearing your mind. Okay, so once you've accomplished that, it may take you more than three breaths, by the way, you may have a whole different um, process of really getting into that mode of just kind of calm clarity, which is, it's highly important for 
anything. It's highly important for definitely for making decisions, but really for uh, improving your relationships and just all kinds of things, all kinds of things. I love meditation. It's wonderful. Um, but this is this is a process that's very similar to meditation. Carrying on. So once you get to that spot where you are clear, you're calm, then your next step, step number two, is going to be to envision each outcome that you're trying to make a decision about and envision them as if the decision has already been made. Okay, so let's say that you're trying to make a decision about a purchase, whether or not to make the purchase. We'll say that, okay? Get yourself clear and get in the mindset that you've already made the decision that you are not making that purchase. Think out throughout your day. How does it feel when you haven't made this purchase? You still have the money in your bank account. Everything's okay. Maybe you feel a little bit relieved. Um, Maybe, you know, the pressure is just, just taken off because you're not even having to worry about spending this chunk of change. How does it look? You know, maybe it's a negative thing. Maybe you're not going to get any changes that you really wanted to get, which is the whole reason you were wanting to purchase that thing in the first place. So give it some time, give it some space, let it kind of ruminate, you know, ruminate. I think that's a word. Ruminate? Is that a word? I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to look this up after I record this podcast. Ruminate may be what it is. Regardless, then you're going to go back to zero again. You're going to go back and clear your mind again. Go back and release those shoulders down, shake it all out. We're not thinking about the previous scenario anymore. We're going back to clear space and then think about the other option. Okay, let's say you did spend the money. How does that feel? How does that feel a week from now or a month from now? Does it still feel tight? You know, how does it feel a year from now or five years from now? Are you going to look back on it and be like, man, I should not have made that decision. This changed the trajectory of everything. And now I'm living on the streets because I made this really bad decision five years ago. You know, really just think it out, feel it out. What are there any positive effects that you're going to get from making that purchase? How is it going to feel you know, depending on what it is that you're buying, how is it going to change your day to day life? Is it going to change it for the better? Is it going to start a new path in that direction that's going to be a positive path that could lead to changes further down the road and lead you to, you know, a different optimistic direction? Just really think through the whole decision as if you've already made the decision. So that's the process and it's super simple. But Here's what I want you to do when you're going through the process. Read your body. Pay attention to what's happening inside of your body while you're thinking out these scenarios and living these scenarios out in your mind. Think about, you know, is your heart racing? Um, Are your muscles starting to tighten? Are you starting to get that? What I do whenever I get anxious, I get this like twang right under my left shoulder blade that feels like it's almost like a stab straight through my heart and through the muscle underneath that shoulder blade. It's the most uncomfortable pain in the world. But feel into your body. How is your body physically responding? Because studies have actually shown that our we collect more information than we actually realize. And a lot of that information is then reflected to us through what we call our intuition, for lack of a better word. And a lot of our intuition is communicated to us through our bodies. 
So while you may feel like you're really confused and you're uncertain on something, if you really sit there and you get to ground zero and you let your mind do its thing and then you watch and pay attention to how your body responds to that, a lot of times your body will give you information that you didn't even realize you had. You know, you might feel tense and you're like, why do, why do I feel tense? Well, your body is telling you that, hey, I have more information than what you realize and this is a bad decision for you. Okay, so I think that this is this is genius and it has taken so much stress and pressure off of my personal decision making process. Like I just I don't stress about decisions anymore. I pick a lane and I go with it. My decisions are are fast and decisive because you know what? I've made enough decisions in my life different kinds of decisions, you know, good decisions, bad decisions, romantic decisions, money decisions, um, decisions that some people would say were in poor judgment, like moving to a different state with no job in place and no money in place. I've made tons of different types of decisions. And you know what, it's always worked out fine. I and I just have this, I have this belief, my mom says that I'm like, just I'm eternally believing, (laughs) and that's probably why I survive whatever, but I just have this internal belief that things are always going to work out just fine, and I think that because I believe that so deeply and fully, that things always do work out, you know, and so whatever decisions you're making, you know, the faster you can get about making those decisions, the sooner you're going to get the results of those decisions, i.e. data. I love data, the sooner you're going to get data on whether or not those are good decisions to make going on in the future. And you've gathered more information and you're still a step further than you were before, even if that decision wasn't, quote, quote, the right decision for the time. You've still progressed regardless. You see how that works? It's incredible. Decision making is is an amazing uh, right or, or opportunity that we get to have as human beings that a lot of animals do not get to make decisions on the level that we do. So it's just really cool that we can do it. And at the same time, we allow it to really become a a daily stressor and to make us less healthy and to make, you know, like you stop eating, you stop sleeping, your body starts tensing, you start getting into stress. And we all know the, the life, health, detrimental effects of stress. So, you know, if you can find a peace with making decisions, if you can follow this process, which is, in my opinion, the most peaceful process for making decisions. And, you know, it taps into an area that a lot of us just don't ever tap into because we're constantly on the go and in, you know, struggle response mode, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that you're going to find that your life is a lot happier. And that you're excited to see what these decisions are going to bring you next. So take that. I really hope that you actually implement this. If you do, I would really love to hear about it. You can shoot me an email at mia at miadanielle.com. You can, you know, hit me up in the DMs on Instagram, underscore Mia, underscore Danielle, or, you know, leave a comment here on the podcast. Either way, I want to know if you've actually tried this out and if it worked and how you feel about it, because I know I know that if you actually implement it, it's going to feel good. All right, guys, I will catch you next week. If you haven't left a review 
over on Apple Podcast for the Mind Your Home podcast. Please go do so right now. That would really help me out and it's going to help other people who really need this stuff to be able to find me. Have a great day.